Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I am Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. And before we begin, make sure to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Uh, if you are wondering how Just One More can be more a part of your life, uh, you should sign up for our mailing list. Uh, you can do it on our website, justonemorepodcast.com. There's a little box where you put in your name. Uh, and we email you twice a month, um, and it includes things we've talked about on the show that maybe you were listening to while you like walked your dog and so you didn't write it down, um, helpful tips and tricks, um, bonus information sometimes when we have bonus things to, to pass on. Uh, so... Sign up for our mailing list. Uh, it also gives you a good way to uh, get in touch with us without thinking about it, because you can just hit reply on that email and send us your listener questions. And you'll respond so quickly. You're so good about that. Thank you. It's because I'm desperate for friendship and attention. <laughs> <laughs> so Well, you have my friendship and my attention. Thank you, Daphne. <laughs> same, same. Uh, so today we are talking about flexibility. And uh, flexibility has sort of a metaphorical meaning and a literal meaning. And we're going to be talking about the literal meaning. We can talk about being metaphorically flexible a different time. Yeah, uh, we can do a whole episode on that. Yeah, if probably. Yeah. People will be like, why do you have two episodes both called flexibility? I'll be like, double word meanings. <laughs> we'll have like flexibility one, flexibility part two. <laughs> Flexibility Good. in your mind. Good idea. Yeah, I know. Today we're talking about flexibility in your body. Um, and this is something that uh, I feel like we are especially primed to talk about because we both danced uh, as young people and as slightly older people. And um, one thing that I have always thought about flexibility is that there are some areas in which being flexible is like really, really valued. So like dance and gymnastics and like circus which is like <laughs> more of a thing. There's, Acrobatics. Totally. Yeah, there's absolutely. a um, there's a circus school for kids in the Twin Cities um, called Circus Juventus, and like a bunch of my friends took circus classes, like you would take like dance classes That's and stuff. So fun! It's very cool. Did you? No, I never did. But I, I guess I was just like by the time it sort of came up, I was already too deeply entrenched in dance. Yeah. Um, but it's a very cool thing, and uh, so there and in dance and gymnastics is really like. Uh, a really good thing to be flexible but I think a lot of times it's sort of presented as like you're either flexible or you're strong mm -hmm. and often those things are gendered right yeah. like women are flexible men are strong mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think because of the fact that it gets gendered then um, being strong is seen as like a legitimate athletic benefit whereas being flexible is like a runner-up Right, like, right. Well, you know, you're not very strong, but at least you're flexible. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a feeling that that is messed up. You're <laughs> totally. And I think it's really interesting, too, that you and I both have a pretty specific relationship to flexibility, and we both have specific, like, memories. It's like, um, like dance memories. And it, for me, flexibility always meant something different growing up, being in the dance world. And then when I became a personal trainer, everything flipped on its head. Um, like when I was a kid or when I was growing up, flexibility was, I, I mean, you were praised for it. It was like, who could hold the splits on the right? Who could do the splits on the left? Like who could do like the center splits? Could you do a wall split? It was all about like splits, splits, splits. Um, the girls who were generally the most flexible were the best dancers and they were the ones who were the ones who were put in the front row. And I remember when I did finally get my right split, like what a great, uh, you know, what a great moment that was. And then what, and just like always having a harder time with my center splits and letting that identify me and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm a failure because I can't do center splits. Like it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, flexibility was in the dance world. It's like the end all or be all. It's like you get respect, you get like street cred. Like it's all about who can hold their foot above their head, who has the best extension, 
hypermobility is looked upon as a good thing in that world, which I didn't understand at the time. I just knew that there were some girls who, and I had no idea what hypermobility was at age 13. And for those of you guys who do not know what it is I was going to say, right I now, don't know at 32. Don't worry. I'm going to, I will talk about that because cool. um, I have a lot to talk about with um, hypermobility. But um, like... I remember my dance teacher was double jointed. I remember there was this one girl and she literally couldn't, she was not only like super flexible, but she was like a contortionist at the same time and a gymnast, but then she could also stick it. Like she could extend her leg above her head and then hold it there. And as a result, she was like the lead in every number and got solos within dance numbers, got solos just at competitions. So I'm very aware that, for girls who were in the dance world, like when we were younger, flexibility was a huge thing. And then I became a personal trainer. And then I realized being hypermobile is like the worst thing in the world. Oh, no. Um, I think it, it's particularly prevalent in competitive dance mm-hmm. um, because uh, like dance teams, I think it's like a big thing because totally. like you know, you're in your line and like everyone does the splits in like a ripple and you know, if, Oh my God. You know, I all that stuff. auditioned for, well, every year our high school dance show, there's one routine. It's the can can uh-huh. and to be cast or like to be one of the seven girls in the can can. It's like, essentially you, you're like, if you get to be one of the seven girls in the can can number, you are basically a rocket. <laughs> and from a dance perspective, like, like my technique, you know, amazing technique like just so you know strong and blah 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 and I didn't get it my senior year like I didn't get into the can-can and it was just because my legs are were not as like long and light and I couldn't get my my left leg behind my ear I could get my right like standing up I could kick my right leg straight up like behind my ear um I couldn't do it with my left leg and as a result I didn't get cast and that broke me. Like, it totally broke me. And um, and everyone, this was many years ago. I can not, kick no legs behind my head now. <laughs> no legs go anywhere near my head anymore. And I will tell you this. I am 1,000% healthier from, like, a body perspective now that I am not trying to pull my muscles in all different directions. And um, being able to do the splits does not make you a better human being. That's right. So, so this yeah. show is the Joanna and Daphne revenge episode. I know, right? <laughs> about yeah. our childhood dance teams. Just kidding. Uh, so let's talk about All what right. flexibility actually is. Okay. So flexibility. Well, flexibility is the purpose of flexibility training. It's really important to have flexibility training. And when I say flexibility training, I mean... You just said flexibility like, so many times. Did I say that? I said so it. many We're times. We're going to be saying that so many times <laughs> Sorry. in this episode. So, flexibility. <laughs> uh, range of motion. We there always we go. think of it as... We always think of it... We always think of flexibility as being able to touch the ground, you know, or being able to get your leg behind your head. A lot of times, that's not even flexibility. Some people are just hypermobile which I'll go into that right now. It's just Mm -hmm. when your joints are too loose. Like, it has nothing to do with the actual muscle. It's just your joints can bend and, um, bend and twist and contort, um, because they are hyper mobile. Um, we think of flexibility as like, oh, um, it, it, it's one of those things where if you are able to, get your leg if you're lying down on your back and you're able to I don't know stick your leg up in the air and grab your ankle you're flexible it doesn't it doesn't work that way so flexibility I actually want to talk about it more in the sense of from a muscular standpoint loosening and lengthening tight muscles for me that's flexibility and then a big thing I'm going to be talking about today is ROM which is range of motion cool range of motion and yeah meaning Being able to move your body parts from point A to point B and not having something be limited because of a tight muscle, so, or a tight tendon or a tight ligament. 
Well, it sounds like you are sort of uh, answering my next question, which is what factors go into how flexible you are. Mm-hmm. So some of it, like you said, has to do with whether or not, or like how your joints are built. Mm-hmm. Um, and some have to go into like, or some have to do with like if you have like tight muscles and stuff. Yeah. So every person has a different like genetic makeup. The great thing about flexibility training is that in the personal training world, we call it flexibility training because you can train it. You can improve it. You can enhance it and you can enhance your quality of life by focusing on it. In terms of the differences um, between from person to person, like I said, some people are genetically born completely hypermobile. Um, and there are people who are, uh, and then you have people who are born with the complete opposite where it's completely genetic where there actually is less mobility and less movement in their joints. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who did athletic things and people who did things like us where they dan- we dance as kids and we um, uh, did athletic things and we stretched as children. And as a result, maybe as adults, we have a little bit more flexibility. Um and another thing, too, in terms of flexibility, it's affected by how much a person is moving in day-to-day life. How much a person is sitting in day-to-day life is going to affect their flexibility. How much a person is um, working out is going to affect their flexibility. How much a person is strength training and not stretching versus a person who is strength training and stretching going to affect your flexibility. So those are, those are the factors. What about um, your gender? Are is there anything where like I think it's assumed that women are more flexible than men? Yeah, and it's not. No, well, <laughs> not at all. I know plenty of guys who are actually a lot more flexible than I am, and um, that is neither a good nor a bad thing. It really is not gender. I I actually have to like kind of like state this for the books. I I have a lot of male clients who are way more flexible than my female clients. Um. Granted, it's to the point where everyone is in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. So it's not like I'm working with a baseline like, oh, football players in high school and mm-hmm. dancer girls in high school. Um, no, but I have a ton of clients who, I have female clients who can't hit a figure four piriformis stretch. Mm-hmm. And then I have male clients who are, who are able to do a hamstring stretch where they're lying down on the ground and kicking their leg up to their and we're able to grab behind their ankle and mm-hmm. kicking one leg up. I go to Bikram classes that are half men, half women, and I see plenty of guys who are crushing it. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. so the, the gender thing actually really has nothing to do with it. So if you're using gender as your excuse, totally. chuck it out the window. Daphne says, not a legitimate excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's important. I mean, um, flexibility, talking about stretching muscles that are tight... Uh, uh, stretching muscles that are knotted and gripping and also improving your range of motion. These are all things that essentially just enhance aerobic training, enhance muscular conditioning, enhance quality of life. Um, There's so much scientific evidence that's backing the fact that injury decreases when people stretch after workouts. And when I say people stretching after workouts, I, that's what I mean when I say flexibility training. Mm-hmm. So flexibility training is anything from stretching at the end of a workout to doing dynamic warm-up moves at the start of a workout, which I'll talk about. Working on things to increase your range of motion, either during your warm-up, during your workout, in day-to-day life, and foam rolling. Foam rolling totally increases flexibility. So yeah, by incorporating flexibility training into your routine... It's really about improving quality of life, reducing pain, and then ultimately being a, a being a stronger being a stronger person in the sense that the day to day activities you do, you just feel better doing them. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm feeling a little bit like an idiot because of how I framed my next question because I think you're going to tell me that it has to do with 
other things. But the way I had framed my next question was, what are some moves you can do to see if you need to improve your flexibility? Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that you're going to tell me that everyone could work on increasing Mm -hmm. their range of motion. Yeah, definitely. So the way I... That's a fantastic question. Oh, thank goodness. um, No, no, it really is. Because it's one of those things where... This actually is bringing me back to a previous episode you and I recorded where we were talking about like the presidential testing. Yes. Right. That we used to do in high school, in elementary school, middle school and um, uh, in high school where it's like, okay, can you touch your toes? Can you do X? Can you do Y? Can you do Z? If you can touch your toes, you're a good person. And you get a certificate. <laughs> and if you can't, sorry, you have scored below percentile. So with flexibility testing, um, this is actually what I do. I do a full flexibility screening of my clients when I um, meet with them. This is not to say that their flexibility is neither good or bad. It is just to see where it is at and for me to find where the tightness is. So, because we probably all have areas in which we're tight. I mean, I think totally. of myself as like for an adult, for a normal person adult, I am pretty flexible because I had dance training as a young person. But for example, like I have had shoulder stuff. Mm-hmm. And so my range of motion in my shoulders is like <laughs> kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I maybe don't need, like, I can touch my toes, you know, until the cows come home. But if you ask me to like take off a blouse that's like not stretchy, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, it makes sense that like it's not like um, that everyone would have an area where they can work on their flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that in terms of flexibility, it's it's not like uh, it's not like oh, if you can't touch your toes if you're standing up, you're a good person. And if you can't, you're a bad person who's inflexible. And it's that's really just too bad label. because I would be right. able to qualify as a good person for once. You definitely have people who are tighter. You definitely have people who um, have less flexibility. Their muscles are a little bit more solid and have less range of motion. That can absolutely be fixed and that can absolutely be worked on. What I do when I work with my clients, specifically when I'm screening my clients and getting a feel for, feel for their flexibility... Well, first I do a full strength workout with them in which I actually don't test their flexibility. I warm them up, but I check their strength first, right? Like I do the push-ups and squats and planks. At the end of every workout, I stretch out my clients. We do a stretch. This is something I've said for the past few years for you listeners and for those of you who are just tuning in. You never stretch a cold muscle. You always stretch at the end of a workout. You never stretch. You never stretch before a workout. You never stretch right when you wake up. Like, I want this ingrained in people's heads. At the end of the workout, when I'm stretching out my client, here's what I'm looking for. I have them lie down flat on their back, face up. And what I'm looking for is if I lift their right leg up in the air, how high am I able to lift it with a soft bend in their knee? Their knee doesn't need to be locked out, but a soft bend. My goal is not to get it to 90 degrees like perpendicular to the ground my goal is just to see where it's at my goal is to see is it at 45 degrees from the ground is it at 90 is it to their head which in that case I don't even know what the degree is right <laughs> like I don't even it would know. be 180 but it's thank fine. you thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like where oh yeah that is 180 thank you thank you're you imagining it. like a protractor <laughs> yeah yeah I just I, I just went back to geometry in my in my brain Um, I start with hamstring flexibility, and I just see where it's at. Um, Some trainers can write it down. I don't need to write it down. (laughs) You're like, I see what it is. Yeah, I I see what it is. I have a photographic memory. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I do that, and then I do quad stretches. I see, are they able to even stand up and do a quad stretch effectively? So that would be like when you you... hold your heel behind Mm -hmm. you and stand on one leg? Exactly. Hold your, like, shoelaces behind you and your heel... Your heel goes into your butt. People do this stretch incorrectly all the time where, like, their knees flailing out to the side, and I see if they can get their knee down. You know, so I check for that. I check for hip flexor tightness. I have them do a hip flexor stretch. Like, how tight are their hip flexors? Hip flexor stretches. So many variations. We've talked about a lot. 
runner's lunge stretch. Um, you can have someone stand on both knees and then just put one foot forward and just kind of like sink everything forward. I, I check for, and then I have them stand on some stairs and I have them drop a heel down and I'm like, do you feel the stretch? And they'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh my God. I've been heels all day long. Or if it's a guy and he'll be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like I just ran yesterday. Like, and I'm like, okay, well that tells me a few things that tells me that, okay, she's in heels all day long. Her calves are super tight. tells me, Oh, he's a runner. If his calves are so much tighter than the rest of his like upper leg muscles, He's not running correctly. He's using too much of his feet and his Achilles and his calves, and he should be using his core and his butt and his hamstrings, right? So I just gave you guys kind of like the lowdown of the one, the 101 of like essentially how a personal trainer screens for flexibility. Um, I'll have them do some things where I check, I check the flexibility of their chest um, because I have a feeling it's going to be tight. Because we're on computers all day long. Right. And we're not talking about, like, can you, like, make your boobs go in different directions? I'll tell you guys what I do for this. I (laughs) I have someone take a foam roller. So if you have one in your gym or if you own one, you lie down on it vertically. So, so like, the foam roller runs down your spine? Exactly. So that your head and your um, spine are on the roller and your, like, tailbone are on the roller. Your knees are bent, so your feet are on the ground. And, um, I have them lie down and kind of open up their arms and I say, do you feel a stretch in your pecs? And, and Joanna like, says, oh, ow, yes. God. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they're like, oh my gosh. And then, or if they say no, I'm like, okay, that's good. And then I have them try a different technique where they kind of bend their elbows and then they're like, yes. So then I know, okay, they didn't feel the stretch with just their arms out to the sides. But then the second I had them bend their elbows to goalposts and really push their chest out into the air, they felt it. Okay, cool. It gives me an idea. So that's what I do for my personal flexibility screening, and that's what a lot of trainers do to check for flexibility. Is there like a one-size-fits-all flexibility test, like sit on the ground, touch your toes? Okay, I'm going to give you a C-. minus. No, there's not. And I personally don't. Don't do that. If there is one, you don't I, give grades. If there is one, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't give grades. Um, um, well, that's helpful, mm-hmm. I think, as, so that because a lot of those things are things that we can do at home to see um, sort of what our baseline is um, and what we want to work on. Um, I have some photos of you making me do that foam roller chest uh, flexibility. So I'll post those um, both because you'll see what the position is and because um, who doesn't like seeing me be in terrible pain? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like... Daphne's like, yes. Yes, yes. That's my favorite thing. I think that's those those social media posts. (laughs) Those are the best ones. Seeing Joanna grimacing because of something I have made her do. But um, yeah, I mean, flexibility, it's, it's needed because we want to perform day-to-day activities with ease. Oh my God, Daphne, you're I'm doing my transitions like, for me. Okay, am I? <laughs> because... <laughs> Tell me your next question. My next question was, why is flexibility important in terms of day-to-day life? No way. Yes. That's so funny. I wasn't even looking at, at your notes. <laughs> you were cheating off my notes? Well, that's what I was going to ask is because, um, so. you know, for a lot of people, I think... Um, the idea of trying to change their flexibility is really frustrating. And they're like, why do I need to do this? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Mm -hmm. I'm busy like building my like sexy arm muscles. Mm -hmm. I know I already kind of mentioned injury prevention a little bit earlier, talking about it from more of like an athletic standpoint, which I'll get more into in a second. But, um, more, more important than that, I want to talk about why flexibility is important for day to day life everyday life flexibility is it's it's needed it's needed in day-to-day life to get out of bed to go to the bathroom to sit to stand um to sweep the floors to pick up your kids to um uh to you know picking up bags Uh, like we need flexibility flexibility and range of motion that's how we move. Flexibility is movement. Flexibility is range of motion. So um, it's it's critical. And um, a lot of times flexibility tends to deteriorate with a few things. Sometimes age, although I never like using age as an excuse for anything, um, 
that being said, sometimes our muscles do get tighter as we get older. An example for me is because I'm not in the splits all the time anymore. I'm not in the splits at all <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> because right? why would we be? I don't even, I haven't even attempted. I should give it a whirl. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but but only what if I'm warmed up. Right. <laughs> um, but also having a sedentary lifestyle, if you are tight and sedentary, you are going to have pain. And that is going to, once again, compromise your quality of life. Because when we are in pain, we are mentally and emotionally struggling as well with the pain. It's totally a double, it's like a vicious cycle because, you you know, flexibility, it seems to me, is like use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. But then, so, you know, I'm sedentary for a while, so my muscles get tighter, so then I don't do the things that would help my muscles get looser because it hurts to do them because my range of motion is smaller. So then it like, it like eats itself. It like gets worse and worse because as doors are closed to you, if you're not sort of like pushing to reopen those doors, like more and more doors close. Yeah. That was like maybe a, a I get it. I'm weird metaphor. You. I'm with you. But <laughs> but yeah, it's it's e- easy for me to see how you could get less and less less and less less and less flexible. Mm-hmm. That was hard to say. Um, because you know, when our range of motion decreases, we don't go into those other Yeah. You know, we don't extend the range. Definitely. So in day-to-day life, when I talk about flexibility, so I'm just talking about, I'm putting all athletic stuff aside right Mm -hmm. now. I'm talking like, okay, like I'll talk about runners and working out and all of that in a second because that's like so fun and that's, that's easy. I want to talk about like the hard stuff, like the stuff where I'm like going to be kind of tough love on people. But in our day-to-day lives right now, in our standard American day-to-day life, the amount of uh, humans I know and the amount of humans in America who lead lifestyles where certain muscles are getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and we're essentially doing what we as caveman and cavewoman were not supposed to do, for me, I'm literally like on a mission to fi- fix that. And I think you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to talk about leading a sedentary lifestyle at a Sitting computer, all the time. Sitting all the time. Flexibility. Then all of a sudden, oh, well, and then I'm going to talk about a couple things here. Being overstretched is not necessarily a good thing as well. So what being overstretched is actually a negative. So being overstretched and being flexible, I want us to like cut. That's two completely separate things. Semantics. Those are not the same thing. So we are seated all the time. We are wearing heels all the time. Uh, I mean, I'm in like a, <laughs> I'm not, you're but not, some yeah, people and are. I'm not really either. To, I'm, I mean, today I'm like in a booty and already I'm like, oh my God, my calves, um, lifestyle the, and flexibility. Our chests are getting so tight. Our, from like curving towards our from, laptops and phones yes, and stuff, yeah, right? Exactly. Our chests are getting really tight. Our abdominal walls are getting weak. And our hip flexors are getting super tight. As a result, our upper back is overstretched. Our lower back is overstretched. And our hamstrings and glutes are overstretched. Overstretched essentially means they're pulled. They're pulled. That's terrible. It's absolutely (laughs) terrible. So flexibility. What I want to enhance everyone's quality of life, to enhance everyone's range of motion, and to make it so that we can prevent pain so that people can function better in day-to-day life. Um, chest stretches, um, stretches for your abdomens, like cobras, like yoga cobras to open up the front wall of your stomach. Hip flexor stretches um, to, to stretch out the front of your hips. Uh, quad stretches to stretch out the fronts of your legs. And then I know the calves are the backs of your legs, but the calves are so important because I work with so many people with so many feet issues and so many Achilles issues and so many calf issues and that comes from a lot of the shoes that people wear in day-to-day lives and it also comes from the fact that then when people are moving or when people are exercising their 
thighs and cores are so tight and so weak that they're relying on their lower legs, then you get all this strain down there and then you need to stretch that. So guys, do me a favor, do yourselves a favor, balance out your bodies for the sake of enhanced quality of life. Make your chest more flexible, make your shoulders more flexible, your hip flexors, your quads and your calves. Let me focus on, on like strengthening everything else. Um, and that's how we essentially enhance quality of life. Totally. With flexibility. And, you know, on the ath- athletic side, um, bringing, uh, you know, our workout or sports lives back into the picture for a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. Um, flexibility is really important. There? Yeah, yeah, flexibility is really important for that, too. Um, one thing I can think of off the top of my head is, like you were saying, injury prevention. Yeah. Um, and another thing is that, and I guess this is so, related to injury prevention, is that like flexibility is really important to having correct form for a lot of yeah, exercises, definitely. right? Yeah. So now we get to talk about like the fun part, like okay, flexibility for people who work out, flexibility for essentially why you need to have flexible muscles um, and why that's good and why it enhances the quality of your workouts. You are way less likely to pull a muscle if the muscle is not rock solid and tight. Okay. So, um, if you have a, um, let's use your quad. That's the front of your thigh. Everyone just slap the fronts of your legs. These are your quads. Um, I have worked with some runners on team challenge and their quads were so tight that, you know, the stretch of doing like grabbing your shoelaces behind your butt and pressing your heel into your butt, just the most standard, Mm -hmm. which is a great stretch by the way. Um, I would have to do it for them. Oh, wow. Where they would just lift their kind of ankle behind them, and I would have to lift their leg up behind them and get their heel close to their butt, but their heel would still be like a foot away from their butt. When your quad muscles are that tight because of inactivity, because you've never had to stretch them, because maybe you never played sports, you've never had to, um, you know, stretch your quad, and then now you've been sitting in a finance or consulting job for the past like 22 years and I'm using a one specific <laughs> I was like this is very specific and has nothing to do with me right right and so it's like your muscles are just like completely rock solid um if you like if this person were to a be in another situation in which I was not there and try to stretch their quad you would rip that so fast. Uh, you would strain. You would rip it. You would pull it. Mm-hmm. You would okay. Rip is the worst. Yeah. Pull is the second worst. All are Straining, bad. <laughs> yeah, all are all are bad. You would tear that so fast. Like you don't want to tear your muscles. You want them to be. You want them to be flexible enough that you are able to go through range of motion. Like, he could not kick his heels up to his butt. It makes me think of um, the example you've used before of, like, a cold rubber band versus a warm uh, rubber band. Yes, yeah. And we've talked about it in the context of why you don't stretch cold, because if you have a cold rubber band and you try to stretch it, it breaks. So yeah. But if it's warm, it, it'll stretch it's all the pliable. way. Um, and I think it's the same thing that's going on when you have, like, a really tight muscle yeah. versus a muscle that is exactly. not as tight, right? Exactly. And you don't want that muscle to snap. So here's what you do. And then we're still um, okay. So that's that's one of the reasons why flexibility is important for um, b- b- when you exercise mm-hmm. uh, for your workouts. Another reason is so so you just don't pull anything. So you don't um, you know rip or tear anything. The second reason is once again going back to range of motion. Range of motion. Um, you want to be able to move things through a full range of motion. What does that mean? Let's start with your shoulders, right? Okay, so, Fine. so like you've had like some <laughs> limited range of motion in yeah. your shoulder. I've had to have my husband help me take off a blouse because <laughs> my range of motion wasn't good enough totally. and the blouse wasn't stretchy. Mm-hmm. I got totally. stuck inside my own shirt. It's like, that's a, that's so legit. And doesn't that, in, I mean, that affects quality of life too. When you yeah, can't take I, off it's shirt. not great. You want to be able to take off your own clothes. Or not. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so I, um, <laughs> that's really funny. So let's start with your shoulders. Um, 
full range of motion, being able to make like big, slow arm circles um, with your uh, moving the shoulders in the full range of motion, doing exercises. You want to do exercises in the full range of motion. Example, a shoulder press. You want to straighten your arms fully at the top. If everything is so tight that you're doing a shoulder press and your elbows are just still bent over your heads, you're not working anything. If you don't have that flexibility in your shoulder joints, range of motion applies to joints, tendons, ligaments, and muscles. Oftentimes, I think with flexibility, we're mainly thinking about muscles. Flexibility really is the whole package. Range of motion is especially the whole package. Working through your specific range of motion. Example, um, toy, uh, leg swings. Okay, example. Everyone visualize this. It's me. I'm here. Daphne. I'm standing. Okay, I'm balancing. Thanks my, for introducing my... yourself. <laughs> it helps me picture you. Okay, great. So, so Daphne's standing so can, on one leg. Yeah, so me, Daphne, <laughs> I, I'm standing on one leg. I'm standing on, okay, so say I'm like, I'm balancing my left hand on, like, a wall. It's, like, before a... Um, Can you describe the wall? Because sure. it's really hard wall, for me to picture. The wall is to my left, and the wall is purple. Great. And um, I'm balancing my... And I'm about to go for a run, maybe. Great. And I'm balancing on my left leg, and then I'm kicking my right leg up in front of me and then kicking it behind me a whole bunch of times. I'm working through my personal range of motion for leg swings. I may have just said arm swings. I meant leg swings. If you I, said leg I swings. I said leg swings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working through my personal range of motion. Eventually, I want to improve and increase that range of motion. That's like the ultimate goal, you know, is to to do that and then maybe do the other side, then go back to it on the right side. And I want that range of motion better because I'm doing this before my run. Range of motion, side stretches. Like, you want to be able to operate in a full range of motion you want to be able to move side to side, up and down, forward and back. Range of motion is um, is really important because it once again enhances form, and it one once again when you improve your form, you less injury, and then when you have that range of motion, you are able to perform exercises without the risk of straining something. Totally. Yeah. Well, so now let's get some tips on improving our flexibility. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple specific things to that uh, were asked by either me or listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can tell us uh, anything else that you would suggest. Yeah. So the first one, I think a lot of people, when they think about flexibility, it's whether or not they can touch their toes. Yep. First of all, is that... I mean, is that even, like, a thing that we should think about working on? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah, because some people are hypermobile, and they are just essentially double-jointed, and they can touch their toes just fine, but they still have tons of pain, and they still, um, you know, can't perform exercises correctly, and they, yeah, it's not a barometer of flexibility at all. But if we are talking about instead of like the first flexibility test you said you do with clients where you're like lying on your back yeah. and you're doing like hamstring flexibility. Yeah. So I think we, the best thing to do is for hamstring flexibility, actually lie down on your back and um, start by actually keeping both knees bent if you are a little tighter and keep your feet on the ground and then extend one leg up in the air and just gently pull it in. And then the test is, can you eventually straighten out the bottom leg along the ground? That's what I would suggest. So, in terms of improving flexibility, I think the best thing to say is that everyone can probably improve the flexibility of like their tight, their tight, the, the, the muscles that are creating issues and the muscles that are creating imbalances. Um, and then, yeah, and I can talk about ways to make that happen. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so, how to make yourself more flexible. You have to stretch. But you have to know when and you have to know how to stretch. (laughs) All right. At the beginning of a workout, you can improve flexibility with a dynamic warm-up. A dynamic warm-up is great because it lengthens the muscles without um, overstretching them. But another thing, too, is that dynamic stretching, a little bit more so than static stretching, dynamic stretching has the advantage of 
um, working through range of motion a little bit more so than static stretching. And dynamic stretching is a way of also uh, working through the range of motion of your joints and their mobility a little bit more so than static stretching. What is dynamic stretching? Dynamic stretching is what you do. You can do dynamic stretching anytime. Dynamic stretching is what I have my clients do and what I have my students do at the beginning of a workout. Dynamic stretching, dynamic warm-up, those terms, I think, can be interchanged. Dynamic warm-up just means you're doing dynamic stretching as a warm-up. Dynamic stretching is when you pick a move and you do it a whole bunch of times and you do not hold it. Examples. Reverse lunges are actually a dynamic stretch for your um, hip flexors. Butt kickers, that's a dynamic stretch for your quads, fronts of your legs. Toy soldiers or those arm swing things that I was talking about. See, there you said arm swing, oh, oh, but sorry, you meant leg, leg swing. Swings, leg swings, <laughs> I caught yeah. you that time. Glad you caught me. Uh-huh. Um, those legs, leg kick things. I've told you this before. A dynamic s- stretch is when you do like the moving version of a static stretch. So for every dynamic stretch, there's like a static stretch counterpart. So arm swings, that's a dynamic stretch. Leaning side to side, back and forth a whole bunch of times. Dynamic stretches, you essentially want to do them between 10 to 20 times, only holding for like one or two seconds at a time. And that also gets your heart rate up, and it there's no real risk of overstretching a muscle. And um, like an, another dynamic stretch uh, is, this one's actually a pretty good one, just doing a downward dog and pedaling your heels back and forth, back and forth. That's a dynamic way of stretching out your calves versus just going right into the static stretch of just like going to stairs and just like hanging one calf off for 20 seconds. You're going to snap that so quick if you are not flexible. Dynamic stretching, fastest way to get flexible. Do that every day. You can do that every day. It warms you up. You do not need to be warmed up to do a dynamic stretch. Uh, In fact, I'm going to kind of categorize this in terms of like what you can do without warming up and then what you have to do when you are warm. So that's dynamic stretching. Do that before every workout. You can do that throughout the day. If you are, so example, you see people who are seated at their desks all day long and they stand up and they're like, I'm gonna stretch. And they hit a stretch and they hold that stretch for a minute. No, 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 no. I don't care if you're in your office in your heels. You do that dynamic version of that stretch. You kick your heels up to your butt 20 times. You work through those reverse lunges you do some arm swings, you um, do toy soldiers, kick your leg up in the air a whole bunch of times. Don't just sit right into the stretch. You're totally going to pull something. You're going to break yourself. Yeah. Okay. Number two, something you can also do that will warm you up. Foam rolling. Everyone listen back to our whole episode on foam rolling. It promotes and produces flexibility and lengthens, physically lengthens muscles fast. If you have tightness, foam rolling will take care of that. Yes, you can foam roll cold. Yes, you can foam roll as part of your warm-up. I was going to say, we also have an episode about warming up. Um, So I'll link to both our warming up episode and our foam rolling episode so you Mm -hmm. can get more details on, on doing those things. Yeah. Number three. This is the one that everyone knows about. When we were in high school and on the track team, you would see people before they ran, just stand and spread their legs and reach down and try to touch the ground. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they were teenagers, so they were probably not going to snap something. As adults, you probably would. No. <laughs> and I know earlier I said, like, age is not an excuse. But, like, okay, you know, there are some things you can just do as an elementary school mm-hmm. kid that static stretching. It's like age is not an excuse, but youth is often a reprieve. (laughs) There you go. And I like that because that's flipping it onto the positive. Static stretching. Static stretching is when you hold a stretch for 20, you know, 15 to 30 seconds. And people always ask me, how long should I hold a stretch? I'll get into that in a second. Um, Static stretching. Never, ever, 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 ever static stretch a cold muscle. Always static stretch at the end of a workout. Or if you're halfway through a workout and you're warm and you feel like you need to stretch something out, sure, go ahead, do something then. Like your quads got tight doing some squats and you want to stretch them out right after your squats, maybe before you do your push-ups, sure, go ahead, because you're warm. 
if you're not sweating by that point in time, you're not working out hard enough. (laughs) So static stretching. You want to static stretch at the end of a workout when your muscles are those warm, pliable rubber bands where you can actually increase the length of them. This is where we can actually make the most like bang for our buck. Say it's a visualize this. You just finished your workout. You are sweating. You're beat red. You're huffing and puffing. You're warm. That's when you go into a five minute static stretch. That's when you can kind of push it a little bit. Feel the stretch. Feel this the the that good elongating feeling. Don't overdo it, but hold it for like fifteen to twenty five seconds. Don't hold it for a minute. You never need to hold anything for a minute. Um, that's too long, in my opinion. At that point in time, you're going to overstretch it. And then all the other muscles around you are going to start contracting to hold it, and you don't want that to happen either. Um, 15 to 25 seconds is totally fine. You're, you're going to feel the length. And then guess what? You're going to so say, envision you just went through a full total body stretch. It took like five minutes. You stretched your chest. You stretched your upper back. You stretched your lower back. You stretched your hamstrings, your quads, your hip flexors, your calves. And then you go about the rest of your day guess what? Your muscles are actually longer now after you did that. The next time you work out, you're going to be more flexible. And that's how we improve flexibility. Muscle length can be created. That's why when I was a kid, I couldn't do my splits when I was like five, six, seven. And then at eight, I got it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, muscle length can be created. So here are some, some things that I want everyone to Remember, when you are static stretching, your guidelines for static stretching, um, stretch within your limits. Don't overdo it. Stretching should always feel good and only hold it for 15 to 30 seconds. And once again, make sure you are completely warm. You can modify anything you need to modify. And most importantly, stretch the big muscle groups stretch the muscle groups that you know you just worked. Like if you did a whole lower body workout, of course you're going to stretch your lower body. And then this is also a good time to do the stretches for your day-to-day life, like your chest stretches and your hip flexor stretches and some cobras and some lower back stretches if you have lower back tightness to counter effect driving, being on your computer, being on your iPhone, and being on your iPad all the time. Awesome. Da, 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 da. And well, that is everything you need to know about stretching. To finish up, I have a, I have a listener question about a specific body part that uh, I said I would ask you. This is a yeah. question from our listener, Nancy. And Nancy wrote to say, what can I do to increase motion in my hip flexors? I was mm. at yoga tonight and could not do some of the moves. That's awesome. Okay. So in terms of stretches to increase range of motion in your hip flexors, your hip flexors are located in the front of your hips. Everyone, if you're sitting right now, so Jen and I, we're going to sit. Um, okay. So... Jam your, okay, where the 90 degree angle bend is from your upper body and your lower body, kind of jam your fingers into that kind of squishy part of like, it's kind of like your groin-ish. Mm-hmm. Those are your hip flexors. If you have super tight hip flexors, what you want to do is A, you want to make sure you're super warm, but the stretches you want to do are a deep runner's lunge stretch. Joanna, do you want me to cue you through this? Uh, fine. Okay. We'll just turn. We'll just segue this into Daphne's favorite exercise. Right. So Daphne's, Daphne's favorite stretch. Daphne's favorite stretch. The runner's lunge. Nancy at home. This is what I'm gonna have you do. You're gonna do exactly what Joanna's doing right now. Okay. So Joanna, put your left leg forward like you're about to do a lunge. Okay. Now put both hands on the ground, one hand on the outside of the knee, one hand on the inside of the knee. Now the back leg, straighten it out behind you until it's parallel to the ground. Now go lower and lower and lower. And this, my dear, is a runner's lunge stretch. You will be feeling this in your right hip flexor. Now we have options. Joanna, do you wanna try reaching your left arm to the ceiling and looking at your left hand? Sure. Ooh, how does that feel? Oh, wow, I should take a picture of this. We'll, We'll link to this. That's deepening the stretch. And then now, Joanna, actually stand up and rest a second. I'm going to do this one kind of with you. That one is Nancy at home. That This is the stretch I want you guys all to do to stretch out your hip flexors. Because if you, you'll, you'll notice, and then taking a yoga class mm-hmm. will bring to light all of your inflexibility. Um, yoga, I highly recommend too. I love yoga. Then the next version of this one involves a little bit more strength. Joanna and I, we're both going to hit that 
runner's lunge stretch again, but we're going to put this time instead both of our hands on our front thigh. So Joanne and I, our right leg is totally bent. Our back leg is straight behind us. Now whatever leg is straight behind you, reach that arm up into the air. So my right leg is behind me, so I'm lifting my right arm up. And then you're going to reach over to the side. Do you feel that? Uh-huh. And three, two, one. And that's about as long as I can hold it because I felt that one right away. And that is a, a runner's lunge stretch, but adding in a psoas component where we are able to deepen the stretch in the hip flexor and also get it into kind of like the obliques. And Nancy, that is how you stretch out your hip flexors. You'll notice in yoga, the warrior one and the... Um, uh, crescent lunge will stretch out the hip flexors. People always think pigeon pose stretches out the hip flexors. It'll stretch out the hip flexor of the leg that's extended straight behind you. But I find pigeon pose mainly for me stretches out my piriformis or the lower back glute and hamstring of the leg that's in front and bent. So, you know, use that one however you want. Mm -hmm. Focus on what you want with that one. But um, that's my tip for how to stretch out your hip flexors. Awesome. And if it's something where, like, those moves are difficult for you, the trick is, like, when you're warm, do them, you know, do them regularly. And each time, it's okay if you're starting from not being able to, like, go that deep. Yeah. But if you do them regularly and when you're always warm and trying to, like, work it a little bit more each time, mm -hmm. it should get easier. And then I do have a suggestion for anyone who really does want to work on flexibility for pain reduction and injury prevention and just overall enhancement of quality of life and also athletic performance. If you don't want to wait until every workout to stretch and if you want to kind of start working on it now, I recommend taking seven minutes a day, spending two and a half minutes doing some dynamic movements, spending another two and a half minutes foam rolling. And then by that point in time, that was like, what, five minutes? You should be a little warm. You should be a little out of breath you can totally do a few static stretches after that. Mm -hmm. You can combine everything I just talked about. You can combine some dynamic, or maybe say you have 10 minutes, maybe you have 15. Um, how cool is it that you don't even need a gym to do this, that you can do this in your living room, you can do this in your bedroom. Just take two and a half, three minutes, dynamic stretches, foam roll a little bit, and then you can hit your static stretches because that's where you get a lot of the lasting muscle length. Um, and... Yeah, and happy flexibility, everyone. Thanks, Daphne. <laughs> We're going to stretch our muscles when they're warm. We're going to do dynamic warm-ups when they're cold. Uh, and uh, we're all going to work towards increasing our flexibility and our range of motion so that we can have a higher quality of life and not get injured when we work out. Amazing. Thanks, Daphne. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes and for help subscribing, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.